this is Mark Littell, and welcome to Clubhouse Conversations. Every summer in Kansas City, 25 men have one simple mission, to win. Starting pitchers, corner power hitters, middle relievers, speedy gloves up the middle, closers, utility infielders, backup catchers, and they're each remembered here. From 1969 to last year, all Royals careers have been preserved with the most comprehensive collection of facts, memories, and stories in existence. Welcome to Clubhouse Conversation. It's a cold one on this February 2015 morning here on Clubhouse Conversation as we sit in KC. But we go back to warmer thoughts as, first of all, we're about to be joined live by Mark Latell from the Phoenix area where it's much more pleasant right now, obviously, but also warm thoughts of baseball. Of the past, especially, Mark Littell played on some great Royals teams, most notably back in 1976 and 1977, the first two Royals playoff teams back then. Littell was in the Royals organization overall from 1971 to 1977 after Casey took him in the 12th round of the 1971 draft. He went on to pitch for the Cardinals as well after his KC career. And these days is coaching and has invented quite the product called the Nutty Buddy which we'll talk all about as well as the good old days on Clubhouse Conversation as Mark Littell joins us, like I said, from Phoenix. First of all, man, thanks so much for your time, and how's everything going out there? Well, not too bad. Uh, Arizona, it's, uh, it's warm right now anyway. That's, uh, that's a plus. Yeah, <laughs> that's for sure. Uh, well, now I want to talk about the Nutty Buddy right away because most people know about this. Some people don't, but it's kind of become the standard in protecting quote-unquote, the family jewels, the boys, whatever you want to call it. So now you came up with the idea from what I understand in 1999. So, you know, someone who's never seen or heard of it, explain what it is and how'd you come up with the idea for it? Well, uh, Nutty Buddy is a, uh, obviously a protective cup for the groin area, but it's also, uh, it's anatomically correct for the most part. And, uh, as a matter of fact, for a lot of the part, uh, I've won about four awards on this thing, and we got two umpire awards, and we got uh, uh, product of the year at the baseball convention, and then uh, I have an IDSA award, which is Industrial Design Society of America. But uh, the biggest thing is is that uh, it, it does provide the correct comfort level, uh, and that's a that's a very tough area right there to get comfort in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All the other cups are kind of V-shaped. And uh, this one basically uh, it, it fits right on you. And I do. I have five sizes, and uh, the sizes are hammer, boss, hog, trophy, and uh, mongo. So that's that's how they sell actually, because uh, nobody wants to be known as a small. <laughs> yeah, you can sell so, if you've been one of them. All, all, all eighth graders want mongo. Yeah, I was gonna so, say. Yeah, make it jumbo. You'll sell a lot of those, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. We have a we'll have a new cup coming out in uh, in in probably late March. Uh, early April, and uh, it, it actually flexes just a little bit, but uh, baseball's not a really big sale either. It's mixed martial arts, and then we uh, we also sell lacrosse and hockey, and umpires are extremely big. Uh, it's uh, cricket, they wear it, you know, so we have, you know, it's a, it's a global type of thing, and it's, it's good because, of, uh, you know, policemen wear it, but uh, we have a we have a, a, a ballistic cup, and uh, this one's made out of uh, uh, the athletic cups made out of bullet-resistant glass. So it's pretty cool. Very cool. Now, where, where, what's the website where we can get this and check it out? Yeah, just go to nuttybuddy.com, and 
you, you can you can see them all. And the other thing is, is this is that you have got uh, uh, the one thing is I always test my product. Yeah. So I've been on I've been on a few shows. I've been on Fox and Friends Morning Show, and I took a shot in Times Square, and then uh, I've been on a Lopez Show, and Fox Sports Sciences was big, and uh, and so I've I've been on all these these shows, and uh, when I'm on a show, they want me to take a shot, so that's exactly what I do, <laughs> and uh, I take a shot at 90 miles an hour, coming straight on in. Well, let's go back and start from the beginning then. So you know, like you said, growing up in Missouri. Um, now you did baseball, you did track, you did basketball. I read that you once struck out 24 hitters in a Legion ball game. So I'm assuming baseball was your number one sport growing up. Is that true? Well, no. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> and, then, uh, my brother caught me and, uh, he got drafted twice. Eric, he got drafted out of high school. He got drafted out of college and he went to Mississippi state. And, uh, obviously they have a good program. And, uh, <clears throat> the guy that signed me was Gary Blaylock and, Gary was the big, uh, big league pitching coach in 1985 when they won the World Series. And so uh, Gary was coming to the clubhouse one day, and, uh, and uh, you know, he, was just, uh, he just happened to be up in Kansas City. So he made a trip down to see me, and he said, Hey, he said, how are you doing? Oh, well, by the way, your brother got drafted yesterday. It was in June. And I said, oh, okay. And I, I, I didn't even know the June draft was going on because you just forget, forget about those things when you're playing. And uh, I said, well, I'll call him tomorrow. So I called him. I said, hey, Eric, heard you got drafted. And he said, yeah. I said, you're gonna do, are, you, are you going to sign? He says, he says, no way. It's a bunch of crap what you do. <laughs> and so <laughs> he, he, he knew how much work went into pro ball. He said, I'm double-A tops. He said, I'm going to get married and have two kids, and that's exactly what happened. So. Oh, okay. I was wondering because I saw the Royals drafted him and he didn't sign, and then so he just didn't want right. to do it, huh? Right. He didn't. Yeah, he didn't sign. Uh, okay. Well, hey, you know, good for him. He he, uh, he figured it out. Well, that's all that matters, and and we got a, a lot more random stuff about you. I want to talk about here in a few minutes. You, you've been involved with some random things in your career, by the way. I have a forced dump statistical background. <laughs> I know I'm serious, and that's in my book too, because. I've lost three games in an 18-hour period because I was a closer, and I and I won both ends of a doubleheader though, and I gave up Pete Rose's National League breaking hit. I still to this day hold a Cardinal record for the most strikeouts by a reliever that hasn't been broken, and it almost was broken two years ago by Rosenthal, but he missed it by three. That's too bad. And then, uh, oh, it's, I don't know. Bunch of odd, odd records I have out there. Well, so you, you so you don't go to college then. So the Royals and then you mentioned Gary Blaylock earlier. So they found you. They select you in the twelfth round of seventy one. Then so now going back was the twelfth round about where you thought you might go, and then were the Royals kind of the team that you thought would be the ones that actually, would take I thought you? I'd go higher. Okay. And, you know, I was talking to Gary about four or five weeks ago actually, and I said, I said I should have been a lot higher round. He said, keep you so quiet and not not speak up at all. He said, he said. He said, I just tried to, you know, and I ended up throwing the most innings in uh, rookie ball uh, that, that year as well as a high school guy. Uh, I threw 87, and uh, you had, we had about five or six guys out of high school, and off of that team there were four guys that made it, and three, three of us were high school guys, and the other, Steve Skag, uh, Skaggs, was a, uh, a college player. But we had guys out of USC, UCLA, everywhere, Arizona, everywhere. And you know, uh, of course, they gave the, the guys a hard, hard time. 
and then but the funny thing is, is that the high school guys were the guys that ended up making it to the big leagues. Huh. Anyway. Well, like you mentioned, so yeah, you go to Billings there and you play for Gary there. He manages you five and one. You had a two nine zero, and you had five complete games out of your twelve starts. So, like you said, you completed about half of your starts. So, playing in Billings, what do you remember most about that? Uh, I liked it because uh, it was the West. I've always liked the West, and uh, I didn't. I really didn't want to go to Kingsport, Tennessee, because that was not too awfully far from where I grew up. I I like to get away and. Uh, and, and actually uh, see what was going on in the world. And, uh, I mean, that, that says a lot about Australia because I spent four different years there, you know, doing some things. And But, uh, you know, Billings was, uh, you know, you got to travel up in the uh, northwest a little bit out there, and uh, it, was, it was beautiful, and the, the fans were great. The ballpark was great. It was a perfect setting. That, that's, a great, that's a great setting, Billings, Montana, uh, the ballpark. And uh, people were people were nice, and it was just strictly baseball. You know, you played your uh, seventy-two ball games, and if you got a playoff, you which we did, you uh, you played that extra two or three games, and the season was over. So, but you know, big you know Cowboys and everything else out there. Yeah, well, and you also had a, a young George Brett in that team, right? Well, George and I signed the same year, obviously, and we roomed together for a couple couple years. You know. I was there with the Royals for six, and we were the other couple of years, you know, in the off season when I was going to school out at uh, in Kansas City. Uh, I just tried to get extra classes, and uh, sometimes, and uh, but you know that's and you know, George and I uh, we stayed together a little bit, you know, so we got to know each other quite well. Did you see that talent early on, even back then? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And George has. George has extremely fast hands, you know, and uh, he's probably got some of the fastest hands I've ever seen. I mean, you know, I know as a pitcher, when you when you are throwing, and I, I, I really want a hitter to swing off me, you know, first pitch, I really want to, I want to read the swing. And that, that's a big deal, is to read the swing. I, I really don't like it when a guy takes, takes a strike. You know, I just want him to swing. Well, George, you know, one thing I noticed about George is when he got there, he was a little bit of a late sign, not too much. A couple, couple, three days he missed. Uh, uh, you know, we had a mini spring training, but he started the season with us. But we, we'd go out at night, and football was extremely big in 1971. And he was excellent in, uh, at football. And I actually think George even has, has uh, played in some, uh, some big football tournaments. I'm sure he has, as a matter of fact. And uh, as of even ten years ago, he's played in some big ones. But he's got he's got an eye, and he has fast hands. He's extremely fast switch oriented, and uh, with with his uh, and that's why it's, it was very hard to uh, to get George Brett out. Well, then that next summer, 1972, so you know, one more year in the minor leagues. Then, so Al Cowens, Dennis Leonard joined you in Waterloo, Iowa. You know, memories of that year. Yeah, Dennis came on late. Well, he knew Dennis had a great arm. I mean, he he could throw. He had a dynamic fastball, uh, even better breaking ball. And then uh, uh, Al Collins, you know, he could hit, and he, you could see where he was going to, you know, be an up up and coming guy. He, could, he, had, he had a rifle for an arm. He had, uh, and he got, you know, a really good first jump. So you, could, you couldn't beat that when when you got an outfielder like Al out there. 
but, you know, Dennis went on to do his thing. And, uh, you know, it's really interesting because Dennis is probably one of the few, few guys in, in, in all of baseball that's won 20 games and uh, never never gone to an All-Star game. I mean, I think that's just uh, is surprising as all get out. I really do. Yeah. So. How'd you like? Was, was Waterloo a cool place to play? Sucks. Did it really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. What was just the travel and stuff and boring and stuff? Cornfields. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I grew up in soybean cotton. I didn't want to see cornfields. I mean, I grew up on a farm. I mean, I wanted to see a, a beach or something else, you know, but uh, I got cornfields. So I was 10 and 9, and uh, during the instructional league, that's when uh, Harrison Lee and Riley came in when I was, I, George and I were both 19. And, uh, you know, he's eight. He, as a matter of fact, it was funny, somebody asked me the, about a month ago, they said, did you ever hear Bill, Bill Harrison? I said, I'm writing a chapter. I'm correcting his chapter for him right now. It's about me. <laughs> and so he's funny. Because the funny thing when I was with the Cardinals was, I was uh, in, in, I took classes over at University of Missouri-St. Louis, and I you know, was a Cardinal player. I mean, I mean, everybody knew me because they're close. And so I was sitting in class, and the professor walks up, and it was a gal, and she uh her doctorate and everything, and she said, uh, are you Mark Littell? And I said, yes, I am. And uh, she said, uh, well, do you know you're in this sports, psych, uh, in Psych 101 sports, psychology? And I said, she said, you know you're in the book? I said, no. She said, you know what it's about? And I said, I got a good feeling what it's about. I got a good idea. And she said, she said, can you come explain it to me after class? And I so I did. I, for 45 minutes, I explained it to her. You know, and it's, uh, it's a process. And that's exactly, you know, it's just basically calming the brain, and, and you know, and it's it's calming, it's 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 slowing the game down. That's that's the name of Bill's book is slowing the game down because he works with the Giants right now. He also works with Atlanta and Philadelphia as well. Huh. So I didn't even know about that. So the next, well, year- I mean, that's a big deal. I mean, sports psychology is a big deal, and you know, uh, the whole thing is in sports psychology when when you do it. It, it's actually needed, but you've got administrators sometimes that don't understand it. And, and you know, sometimes they get the wrong guys, and, and then they have to get rid of them, and they try to get the right guys. And it, it's a tough area to understand. Yeah. Well, one more minor league question. Then 1973, it's basically your last, you know, hurrah down there. But it's especially your, you make your big league debut that year, obviously. But then Omaha, your American Association Pitcher of the Year. You're in the All-Star Game starting that. Uh, most wins of 16 in the league since 1962, the most anybody had since then. So, you know, Omaha, Nebraska, you know, thoughts of that or memories of that? Loved it. Great town. I love it. Omaha is one of the most the hidden secrets of the United States. It really is. It's uh, it's uh, mainstream mainstream Midwest America. It is it is the center of America, and it's a it's a, it's a great restaurant town. It's a it's a super restaurant town for the size of that town, and. Uh, Rosenblatt Stadium was super. Uh, I missed uh, I missed a month, by the way, because I was called up to the big leagues. Uh, since I didn't go, have a big league contract, I wasn't on the 40-man roster. They actually had to pull me up. I was nine and one by about June 8th. Well, they 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 actually had to pull me up. That's how I got it to the big leagues. And the reason I got to the big leagues was because of what I was talking about was a little bit of understanding with. You know, visualization and actually slowing my brain down a little bit to where I could operate. So that's and that's how that all came about. So I'm assuming you had the nickname Country by then at that point. 
yeah, they call me country. Yeah, all, everybody call me country. Actually, I got my name country from uh, 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 the hitting coordinator. Uh, good grief. Can't even think of his name now. He, but he just kept saying, Where, where's that country boy? The, the second or third day I was there, because I stood out like a sore thumb. I mean, I, I was around all these California boys. It was Joe Gordon, Joe Flash Gordon. And Joe Gordon, you know, is a Hall of Famer. And so Joe was the hitting coordinator for the Royals, and he and Spider Jorgensen were there together, and and Hal White, and, and uh, they were the, the Rovers, and they came up to Billings to see, you know, basically what the new draft was all about. And Joe Gordon kept saying, where's that country boy? And so it, it kind of it stuck. Very cool. And that's, that's where the song came from then, too, I'm assuming, right, when you came out of the pen there? Started, that was probably one of the first times they ever did a song. Was uh, not Royals, but period for they didn't know to, they didn't know what closer was actually back then. Yeah, <laughs> I mean because you know when you were a closer back in the big leagues, then you you threw three innings to get a save. You know people ask me, you only had sixteen saves. Yeah, well I had one hundred and ten innings. You know so what the heck? You got to be kidding me. So actually, I was abused in a sense because. You know, the, the closers nowadays, they don't get over 70. You know, they'll have maybe 80, 75, 80 appearances, maybe, or, you know, a large amount of games. But back then, they, you, you never threw any, they didn't know how to use this, really. They didn't know. They just said, how do you feel? I said, I feel, I feel, I feel, I feel fine. So I went out there and pitched. So yeah. there you go. Well, you had uh, 1974. Then you had some, you know, some bone chips. So that was kind of frustrating. 75 was a better year. Um, you know, got back to KC, and then 76, obviously a banner year for you and the Royals. So you guys make it to the ALCS, 90 and 72. Your Royals pitcher of the year that year, eight and four, like you said, 16 saves. You had a 208 in 104 innings. You know, so that year, how exciting was that? Just seeing KC as a city get excited, you know, making that playoff push that year. It was great. It was, it was really super. Uh... You know, we were kind of a no-name pitching staff and uh, actually kind of an unheard-of team. And, uh, you know, we were always trying to dislodge Oakland, and finally we did. Uh, and so we went into the playoffs with, the, you know, uh, the Yankees, and that's when I gave up the uh, Chambliss thing, home run. And, uh, you know, I, I'd only given up one run, one home run before, and that was right at all-star break, right, the game – right before All-Star break in Detroit. And uh, I gave up a little soft home run. And then I think when Shamus was up at the plate, you know, I think it was Cosell that was talking about it. And he said, uh, yeah, Mark Cosell, a big, strong country guy out there. He hasn't given up but one home run all year. So, of course, that's basically your kiss of death right there. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, so I throw, I throw the pitch finally after six or seven minute delay. And then uh, the ball goes up. And I thought, that's not going to go out. And then all of a sudden, I see it. It went out about two and a half feet. So it, it wasn't a blast shot, but it was enough to for them to tear that stadium apart. That was a big deal. And they, they didn't know if they were going to have a World Series there because there was so much damage to the stadium, the field. Yeah, what happened with that? Like, how, Was that scary for you? No, I'm not scared of anything. No, because you know nobody touched me. You know, nobody touched me. And... uh I didn't expect them to touch me either. Now, they did shambles, though. They were just congratulating him more than anything. 
but I sure wouldn't want to be a fan out on the field with the you know the best of New York. Uh, you know the tops, right? I must have seen there must have been two thousand tops underneath right there, all lined up and ready to go beat the crap out of somebody, <laughs> and they did. <laughs> and they and then they brought the horses out on the field. So there you go. Now you I, mentioned the whole psychology thing. You're obviously a tough guy mentally. I mean, was that tough? How heartbreaking was that for you? And how long did it take you to get over that moment? Well. It was tough. It was really tough. You know, uh, you know, most people think that, you know, oh, you're over it. You know, you, I don't know that you're actually, um, well, for me, I don't know that I'm actually over it, to tell you the truth. I mean, I, people bring it up all the time. You know, once a week, I, I mean, still, and that's just, this is 76. Yeah, that, you know, oh, I saw you on television last week. You know, yeah, okay, which one, you know, Rose or Shambles? No, it's usually, it's usually Shambles, you know, and, I said, yeah, and stuff like that. I mean, I had some really good years in baseball, and uh, I'm still involved in baseball. I'm, I'm probably one of the few guys in the world, in the United States, that hasn't has never done anything but baseball. So, I mean, I signed when I was 18 years old. No, I did not sign out of college. And I, I didn't want to go to college and play because I wanted to learn professionally how to play the game. I didn't want to learn it. I didn't want a college coach. I, would, I wouldn't have been a good college student. It wasn't right for me. Uh, I think there's kids that need to go to college because I have two college teams right now, uh, and I have 40 active players. That's one of my big deals to, is to get my kids into college. But to get over that thing, to answer your question, yeah, it was, it was hard. I think they were a little concerned if I was going to rebound, you know, for next year and, you know, be able to pitch, you know, like, you know, I did. Well, you know, I did rebound. I didn't throw a school. I mean, I was cutting off here a little bit, and then I got traded back on a trade over the Cardinals. So, you know, that's that's baseball. So, there it goes. Yeah, I mean, you threw pretty well, though, and you guys won 102 that next year, and you had, you know, 12 more saves, ERA in the threes. So, 77, was that also, you know, pretty tough to losing to the Yankees again, obviously? Yeah, because we were up two runs in the ninth. And, you know, we thought we were out in the bullpen. We thought we're going to go to the World Series. You know, and, but it just wasn't in the cards. You know, it just was not in the cards at all. And it was tough. But um, yeah, it was it was uh, it was it was a fun year. But uh, yeah, you, you you get that close and you get shut down. It's just uh, kind of like the Seattle game the other night. Why didn't they run the guy in? You know? <laughs> yeah, right, right. It's pretty simple. I mean, I mean, that's just like no brainer. You know, so. Well, that, so 1978, I mean, you know, you're going into it. You're, I'm sure you're ready to get back out there, beat the Yankees and everything. And then, you, like you said, you get traded to the Cardinals. So how did you find out that news, and what were your emotions like about that? I was, uh, I was living over in Kansas, and I uh, got a, car, a call from Dean Vogelar and said that Mark had been traded to the Cardinals, just made a trade for you. It was actually a late-minute type thing, last-minute type thing. And so uh, that's when Roboski came over, and so Buck Martinez and I were involved in a trade together, and Buck was traded from the Cardinals kind of a, in, immediately type thing. They knew what was going on, and, you know, Buck went, I think, to Toronto, and I, I just obviously stayed with the Cardinals. So there you go. 
Well, you know, you went over there 279 the first year, then you get even better the next year. You've got a 219, you're throwing 60 plus games, getting a lot of saves, and then, you know, eventually mm-hmm. Whitey ends up coming over there after you go through a few managers over there. You know, how nice is it being reunited with Whitey again? Oh, great. Because, you know, Whitey, Whitey and I got along great. You know, uh, I mean, you, you can tell I, you can tell exactly when I got, when I got injured. Uh, you know, my, you know, the, the one was when I was 21 and, uh, back in 1974, you know, I just trailed off and then I trailed off back in 1980. So I had a, a surgery there and then I tried to come back in 81, did a little bit, 82, you know, it was basically, uh, uh, I was, I was gone by about the middle of June, but, uh, I was still a little bit of a part of the. It was. A, it was. I did get a ring and stuff and some uh, and, uh, and and a little bit of funding out of that, which was cool because they voted it. You know, voted me in, and, and that was very nice for the players to do that. So they they thought I fit. That was good. Was that pretty much the bone chips at that point again? You know, on the elbow that kind of shot. No, you it was actually a, a total. It was actually just a total rehab. A, a total elbow. Uh, it was. It, it was total. It was a total rehab of the elbow. Okay. Yeah, it was a total. Uh, it, it just you, know, you open it up and let's see what we got in here. That's about what it is. Yeah, so that was that's Rob. Well, one I want to ask you one other question about playing days. Then is give you some props. You had two big league hits as a hitter. I've got the two names. Can you remember the two pitchers you got those hits off of? You know I can't, but that's another statistic that I have. <laughs> uh, I had two hits and three RBIs. I'm, I'm probably the only guy in baseball that has more RBIs than he does hits. <laughs> that's probably true, actually. <laughs> well, I mean, because I've, I've been to meetings out here with Sabre. I spoke with Sabre, which is at about two months ago, and they couldn't think of anybody. But uh, Sabre is Society of American uh, Baseball you know, uh, Researchers, and uh, it, it's a big outfit. They have 6,000 members, so well, that's pretty funny. You know, some of the crap that, you know, statistically, <laughs> Tucker McGraw actually walked me walked me with bases loaded for one RBI, and uh, both of my hits came off of uh, Philadelphia, actually. Yeah, it was. Back-to-back, back-to-back days. It was uh, Ron Reed and Dickie Knowles were the two pitchers. Yeah, well, there you go. See, there you go. Ron Reed and Dickie Knowles. I mean, and I got back-to-back hits. And, you know, Whitey, you know, I came down to the dugout and I got that second hit. I was going back out to pitch, and he said, you know, he always had that uh, Napoleon, uh, I called him the, the commander stance because he had his four fingers in his pants and his thumbs out. <laughs> and, he, and he had that, you know, that knee kind of buckled up, and he was kind of that crappy grinny, that funny-looking grinny he always had. He said, well, he said, I, I, I see Philadelphia's going to trade, going to ask for a trade for you anyway. He said, you're just killing them. <laughs> so he, he said, "You're wearing them out." I said, "Yeah." I said, "Well, well, you know, make sure you get you better get the right in return." So he started laughing. So I went out and pitched. <laughs> That's great. Now, as far as the yeah. elbow goes, do you think so? You know, 2002, 2012, even 92. Had that happened, would you have had more years, or was that just it at that point? No matter what. No, that was the end of it. Yeah. You, know, you know when it's the end as a pitcher. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean. Uh, you know, you know, you know when it when it becomes it, when it goes down to the end. You know when it's time to walk off, right there. Yeah. So, but uh, I worked for the Cardinals a little bit in the front office, not very long. Uh, that's where Ewing Kaufman got me involved over in Kansas City with the Lancers program then, and and uh, I was involved, and 
and I liked it, and I understood it. And then uh, when I came over to the Cardinals, uh, I actually spoke to a group of businessmen down in the locker room with Gussie Bush there about the Lancer program they wanted me to talk about. And uh, so I ended up working for the Cardinals after I was out of the game. You know, they uh, they asked me, and uh, it just didn't it just didn't work for me. And then uh, uh, I was out of the game for a while, and then I came back and six, you know, and then I then I wanted to coach, and then so I got into coaching, and that's where I should have stayed. Yeah. So and then uh, the game changes, and people get out. Uh, I've been interviewed a couple times with for big league jobs. Uh, I don't know, it's kind of interesting, but I, I still, I have, like I said, I have six teams right now here in Phoenix. I have a, I have 13, 14, 16, two eight teams, and I had a college team this year. I'll have two college teams though, so I have, uh, uh, I have, a, I have a big follow. I have a good following in Phoenix, and uh, you know, I, I know a lot of college coaches, and my big deal is to try to get those kids into college. I should have two of my players drafted this year that are college player. One goes to Santa Clara and the other one goes to South Mountain Community College, which is a Division One school here in Phoenix. So they're both 6'5 pitchers. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Well, yep. last three things that are about the Royals that I guess going back. So your favorite memories, you know, when you think about your Royals days, what are your fondest memories thinking back? Rookie ball for one thing. I think Rookie ball is probably the most important year because it's, you know, you don't know what's going on. You're trying to get your feet wet and you're trying to, you know, make an impression. And then you're, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. You know, it's a lot of fun. And, uh, and then probably just the camaraderie of the players, you know, at the big league level and trying to establish yourself. After you get a couple of years under your belt, you feel, you know, a lot more, a lot more comfortable. And then the probably the third thing would be the playoffs and, you know, trying to get into the World Series. And that, that's a big deal. But, uh, you know, we, when you're, when you're, I, I was fortunate because I played on two really good uh, Royals teams. I was also on the, on the first team that went to the playoffs, first and second team that went to the playoffs. The other thing was, I went over to a really good organization, St. Louis Cardinals. So uh, they had issues for a couple of years, and, and then when Whitey came in, he straightened everything out. So Whitey was a big deal as well. You could throw Whitey into that home mess. Because I, I used to hunt and fish with Whitey quite a bit. There's a lot of players that did. I mean, I'm not the only guy, but I was a country guy, and he knew I liked to hunt and fish, and... He'd ask me every once in a while, you want to go hunting today, you know, or you want to go fishing or something. And, you know, he tried to keep me loose. You know, he was, I think after the home run, he was, uh, he took me out. We went out three or four times that winter. You know, just he was just, he was testing me too. He was feeling me out. You know, he, you know, they, they just don't go out and hunt with you. They go out to see what's going on here, you know, what's, what's happening upstairs. You know, so it's, uh, there's a lot to, there's a lot to the game, you know, uh, you know how there is. There's a lot. There's yeah. a lot to it. Now, as far as Royals teammates, who are the guys you were closest to, and which guys do you stay in touch with these days? Well, I'm out here in Arizona, so I just bump into guys pretty much. <laughs> you know, George and I bumped into each other at a. Uh, he had the Brett bats, and I had the nutty buddy, and 
we just kind of bumped into each other over at um, a convention one day. And, you know, we pick, we pretty much pick up where we left off. We don't, we're, we're, we're not, what are you doing? Where are you at? We just kind of pick up and start, you know, being George and Mark together. But, you know, you know, Jamie Kirk was a big deal back, you know, back with us. And, um, I mean, there's just, uh, the uh, same thing when I was with the Cardinals, you know, and, uh, you know, there's there's a lot of guys I hang around, I bump into. The funny thing about uh, Arizona is it's probably the largest, as a matter of fact, I'm pretty sure it's the largest Major League Baseball alumni in mm. the United States. You know, one, the weather's good. People come down to spring training, they end up living here, I guess. So there's about 400 uh, players that live in around Phoenix. It's a, it's pretty big down here. Yeah, so you see guys all the time. The, alum, the alumni. Well, last two things for you. As far as Kansas City, you know, as, as a city, I know you lived here for a while. So, what do you like best about the city, and you know, favorite memories of that? Kansas City is probably one of the cleanest cities. It's a great place for raise family. Uh, I'm a restaurant guy. I'm, I'm a food guy. I love I love food. Kansas City is a great food restaurant, food town. It's absolutely a, a, an excellent food town. You know, the uh, the uh, the ethnic ethnicity as far as the way the the food, uh, the food is. You got your Italian. You've got you've got everything there. You know anything you want. You know it's uh, and, and it's good. And of course you got the Kansas City steaks. Yeah, are you so, more of a? What's your favorite barbecue here? Did you ever you know select a favorite back in the day or not? Well, everybody liked Brian, and I and you know what? I went there and uh, I actually pitched a game at the old stadium uh, right before. I just did that as a. Uh, they, they called me up just to pitch against Atlanta, and it was a, it was just a game, you know, when they were off, and it was a big deal for me. And so I pitched three innings that night, and then uh, I ate at Brian's Barbecue and met met Arthur Bryant over there. I actually did a commercial for Sherman's Barbecue. I don't know if it still exists. Uh, I mean, I grew up around barbecue because I mean I grew up right close to Memphis, so I know all about barbecue, and uh, you know, so I, I know good barbecue and bad barbecue. And uh, but uh, Kansas City really has some, some very good places as far as uh, where, where you can get some some real good barbecue. Absolutely. Well, last thing, and thanks so much for your time. Last thing for you, you know, in closing, what would you like to say to Rails fans listening right now? Well, you know what they were they were uh, they were great uh, all along. Uh, they were look, it, it's the Midwest for one thing. They got really behind us. Uh, uh, all the way through, this year was a magical year for the Royals because they had been hammered for, gosh, since 80, 88, yeah. <laughs> you know, somewhere in there. They'd been hammered, you know, and, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm really happy for those fans. You know what? They really showed some class as well. They showed a lot of class to say, hey, we really can back this team. And it was, you know, I was watching, I was staying up with it. It was exciting to watch them get get uh, 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 go to the playoffs and then and then go to the World Series and uh, and, and watch them follow. I mean, how much uh, pizzazz they had going on, and uh, I mean, it was uh, it was a big deal. And it was the same thing when I when I played. Uh, we used to pack Royal Stadium and uh, coming in, you know, with think I'm a country boy and get everybody excited and do your thing and you know you're having that real good year and. You know, uh, it's a very exciting moment. Can't say real good. They they get behind their players. 
big time. They really do. It's a, it's a, it's a great town. It's a great town. Well, let's hope we can keep it going, you know, onward and upward. Well, th- you know, thanks so much, you know, first as a player for all that you gave to the Royals organization and, you know, all the good years, and it was fun following you, hear stories from my dad all the time. And then also, you know, we'll keep up to date with you on uh, The Nutty Buddy and, and can't wait to, you know, to read the new book one of these days when that comes out. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm working on that constantly, and I'm, I'm actually hopefully a couple months getting it done, and then you got to get it over to, the you know, the right people, and maybe I'll have it out in the fall, hopefully. That'd be great. That'd be great. Well, let us know, and uh, and thanks so much for your time, and take care. All right, Dave. Thank you.